0: Uh, This guy is called The Standing Streamer. On, brother. For this intro hey, Brian Brian from no, you're, you're watching you over.
1: There we go. Excellent. I'll wait for Matt to connect um to the audio. The classic zoom connecting to audio. And then we'll switch over. We'll jump right in, man. We won't even stop. It's like a hot tag to Matt Reywall. can't tell he seems to be frozen as well can you hear me i can hear you there, there you go are. now yeah. I, can I was switching you. cameras it's okay it takes, sometimes it takes like a hot second to get going it does it does how are you doing tonight sir i'm doing pretty good how are you uh oh well you caught me on a rough day um oh no well i have three daughters and i got the whole homeschooling gimmick and uh you know drama (laughs) three daughters (laughs) drama 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 so that's you yeah that's what they (laughs) tell me that's what they tell me um but i'm i'm getting through it and uh i'm excited i'm excited because i always love show nights and uh you've given us you've graced us with your presence tonight and, and have given us the time and uh no thank you for the thank you for the avenue for the opportunity yeah yeah for sure and you recently have made your return and we're gonna we're gonna get to a lot of stuff tonight um you know a little bit of history a little bit of then now and a little bit of forever but m- most recently you you actually you just got back in the ring i think you maybe your 90 days were up or whatever that gimmick is but recently uh um i think it's called zelo pro wrestling maybe yeah
0: pro zelo pro right here in chicago
1: awesome in chicago um w- w- How did that feel? How did it feel to get back in, run the ropes, take some bumps? I mean, uh, other than my lungs being on
0: fire because I haven't done it in – I mean, most people with, you know, indie performers and everything with the pandemic and all this stuff, it's been a few months. So I remember, like, my opponent, uh, Nick Brewbreaker, even he was like, ooh, I'm worried (laughs) about getting back in there. It's been a year and a half for my candy ass. Yeah. Like, Oh my God. Holy. Like I was dying and I purposely tried to put this match together. I'm like, so I don't have to do like crazy running or like doing tons of, I'm like, it's my first match back. Let's, let's give him a good show. But I'm like, I can't zip, 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 zip. zip. But I was, man, just I, the adrenaline. Um, just even though we had a limited, crowd, all these things that were weighing on top of the match. Uh, I was just so excited, so adrenaline, so pumped up that man, I was blown sky <laughs> high, yeah, like the whole match. I was sucking wind. Um, lungs were on fire, but it felt so damn good to be back in there,
1: yeah, um, bully Ray um from busted open radio has has said he's actually said recently, um, that there's like during this pandemic, like you can be home, you can be training, working out or not training and working out, whatever the case may be. You can own an old, your own ring, take bumps, run the ropes, but there's something different about the cardio and the stuff inside the ring when you get in the match that you can't just prepare for. And uh, I've never, I, I haven't gone through that, but I, I can imagine that it's just, uh, it's, it's fun to be back in there and doing what you love and have a passion for. But as you said, you blew right up.
0: It's just, it's, it's well, it's true. There is literally nothing outside of wrestling yeah. that can get you ready for wrestling. Yeah. Like the closest thing I've ever find are some of those guys, you know, your Seth Rollins, your, your Claudio's, those right. guys who do that, that cross training and right. the CrossFit can kind of get you close. Cause it's a lot of speed and weights and stuff like that, but still nothing. The P I've seen people in the best shape of their lives. Um, professional athletes try to get in there and do this and do basic stuff. And they're like dizzy and heaving over and everything. It's just, there's something about being in the ring. It's both between the adrenaline and all the physicality that takes place. It just, it's a different kind of athleticism.
1: Oh man. But it was good. It was great to see you back in the ring. See you out there um, on the wrestling scene um, because you've actually been getting out there in other avenues as well, which we're definitely touch on, but I want to go back a little bit. Um, you, I think you maybe only spent maybe two years on the quote unquote indie scene before you got snagged up at FCW. Um, Oh God, not even, not even uh, six months. Oh my good. Jeez. I have to fire these uh researchers. Um, yeah, <laughs> I don't know
0: how much is out there. I'm like, I've seen a couple of weird, tall, like different tales,
1: like Wikipedia page edits and everything. And I go, huh? <laughs> yes i never use wikipedia to research because i don't want to be that guy <laughs> good i don't and i don't even want to be that guy that asks the same questions so i don't even want to talk long about uh your history i, I but you were in fcw and you were in that was the origins of nxt like the birth of it which is is historical in its own oh, right. yeah um you i mean you were down there with like dr tom pritchard dusty uh, Norman Smiley one of my favorites uh, I think Steamboat might have been around what what was that yep. like in like what was I mean what were you taking away from that as as a as a wrestling fan a wrestler I mean it was just it, w- it was a very interesting
0: time when I got started there so funny thing is a year before that a year before I got signed is when I would kind of messed around like I don't I don't condone this and everything. I did a little like backyardy kind of stuff with my buddies in high school, yeah. you know, things like that. And I knew I wanted to do it. I knew I had to do it the right way. And so when I was looking to where to train, I was like, man, at the time in Chicago, nothing. They had nothing. And I was like, you know what? If I'm going to learn, I want to learn from the people who are, you know, either working with or have worked at WWE. And so that's, that's where I want to be. So I saw that at FCW, Steve Kern, who was yep. running it at the time, had like a, a night class, a beginner's class separate from developmental that he was just, you know, he was charging for, for wrestling lessons. And I was like, you know what? Screw it. I'm going to get an Airbnb or at the time, I think it was just off Craigslist <laughs> oh rent a God. room in a dude's house and move down to Tampa and, uh, and train there. It was twice a week. I got a job uh, mopping the gym floor at a uh, U fit health club in Tampa, <laughs> Florida wow. And, um, and actually Norman Smiley was the coach of that beginner's class.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Very. And
0: it was, uh, and it was awesome. It was just, it was, uh, and I made a good relationship with him and he's, he will never take credit for it, but he's the guy who kind of just put my name forward when they were asking around about people and everything. And we had a great relationship and I owe a lot to Norman Smiley.
1: Yeah. I think he's, um, he's everybody, when you say Norman Smiley, I have friends, but if I say Norman Smiley, you know they think of uh, you know WCW and the Big Wiggle, which I'm sure he does all the time. Um, but he is an extremely underrated mind and and uh, a trainer. I, I mean I've heard oh. tons of great stories about him, and it's uh, he doesn't get his uh, his flowers. I mean, he doesn't get his just dues. But
0: no, a hundred percent. I mean Norman is one of the best, and there's a reason he's one of like the. If you really look. Um, and I'd have to look more closely to look at the, like the coaching roster at the performance center right yeah. now. He might be the only one so, who's yeah. gone, who's currently gone all the way through, from the beginning, like FCW yeah. all the way through to current. Yeah. And it's because he's so good and he's especially great with um, newer and intermediate people taking them kind of in it, to that next level. He's so, so technically sound too. Yeah. People remember that, the WCW hardcore title yeah, right. and everything, but he's such a technical wizard. And he like, he gave me like 16 reversals to a wrist lock to, that I still can't remember to this day.
1: Oh. um, Before I move on, did you grow up a, a wrestling fan was wrestling big in your, Oh household?
0: God. Yeah. I mean, i I a hundred percent, I didn't have cable TV as a kid and mm-hmm. growing up. So I didn't, couldn't see Monday Night Raw in the early days, but it was one of those things I would hear all the kids at school talking about it. I'm like, what the hell is a stone cold? Cause I need to see it. <laughs> um, until I finally was able to see, I think shotgun Saturday night oh my goodness, at the time yeah. was on my local, yeah. like my local, like affiliate station, some small little channel. And yeah. so I saw that and that's where I got hooked up and obsessed. And then, Once our family got cable like a year and a half later, it was just like, I wouldn't, I didn't miss a week. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Uh, shotgun Saturday night. I think that was uh, over the air HD, I believe at that time. Oh yeah. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) for sure. So you're, you're down there at FCW in the birth. uh, Yeah. You should be proud of yourself first of all, because you were there. You're what planted those roots for NXT, which we see today. Um, and in and in, in, you know you, you go up to the roster what you the stuff you did with the vaude Villains down there and then up on the main roster the stuff you did with Rusev Day I personally enjoyed as a wrestling fan because you got over a character um in what I consider a non character driven wrestling universe today. Um, sure. Yeah so I would be extremely proud of that. I mean, your, your characters, and it, it, it morphed from the Vaudevillain character, which you don't see anymore, um, into what we saw with uh, Rusev Day. I, uh, I, I guess uh, my question is, what was that transition like, uh, and how difficult was it to go, because you're in a tag team with, with Simon Gotch, Vaudevillains, doing all that stuff, and then you have to transition uh, you know, you're trying to find your way, maybe transition. How does, how do you pair up with, uh, a Rusev at that time, Amiro?
0: So it was, um, it was interesting because so at the time, and I think I've said this maybe once before, but when, uh, when Simon was released, um, a lot of people were like, I, were you, you know, were you shocked and kind yeah. of, were you, were you scared of what was going to happen? And, to be fair, for both of us, this goes for both of us. I think towards the end of that run, right before that, me and him were literally we were talking about doing our own thing anyway. I yeah. think we we kind of accepted that, like creative or whoever is not really gonna is not really pulling the trigger behind this. They didn't. I don't really feel like we ever really got the chance to play with that character like we did in NXT. I was with, say, at the main roster vignettes yeah, yeah. or characters and anything like that. So I think we kind of lost out on that chance and didn't really see it coming back. So he want I know he wanted to wrestle like wrestle wrestle yeah. so bad and I think we were we were already looking for that kind of opportunity when the time came. So when that op- when that opened up, I was ready to like hit the ground I'm like, "You know what? Let's do this. Yeah. I'm ready to kind of jump back out of my own. I kind of brought back the the Drama King character from early NXT days from mm-hmm. the singing and all that stuff and kind of just tried to evolve it a little bit. And, um, and then, yeah. And then along, I literally place in time, uh, Miro at the time was doing it just doing a thing with Randy. Oh yeah. And, and yep. they had me wrestling. I think it was like two matches with Randy, just kind of randomly put Randy over kind of thing. And I, we just happened, it was like ships in the night. We just happened to across paths with what Rusev was doing. I helped him like, accidentally on a little thing and then we did that ceremony thing that everybody saw that Rusev first Rusev day. And that was supposed to be it. You know, I've said this ever, but it was as far as I know from creative, it was a one-off. Yes. Um, and then Rusev and Randy continued doing their thing, but man, for whatever reason they said it. And then the next few weeks, live events, TVs everywhere, people just said, yep, that's what we like. Like we want whether it just started as a chant and grew to something more people were into it and they were into it of their own volition. It was not something thrust upon them. Yeah. They decided it was something they
1: wanted to see. Yeah. The fans were speaking, man. I mean, in, in fans, I know, cause I'm one of them. If they're not passionate behind it, uh, it, it'll, no, die, no. it'll die off. It, Rusev day would have died off and it didn't die off. It grew like a, a massive, I mean, it, it was so over and to the point, I mean, it was extremely over with, uh, you know, merch and, and the crowds. And I, from everything I've heard, if you get yourself over in the WWE, uh, it, it doesn't ever end up well, I guess. I don't know <laughs> what I'm trying to say. but I mean, I think there.
0: it depends. um Every, like I, I I don't like, I've never been a big fan of like hard and fast rules. Yeah. Like uh, P, and P, there's a lot of people who think, well, if, Oh, Vince hates this. So if you do this, he's going to bury you and all things. And I'm, I'm, I'm a firm believer in like every situation has a thing has its own set of boundaries, its own set of parameters and everything like that. Sometimes what you're saying is the case, you know, if they, if, if they don't. Uh, and I think in our case, it was somewhere kind of in the middle. If they don't have plans or in their head already right. to go with something, sometimes it's a little hard to turn that shit. To pivot. Right? Well, they and wanted, because we, we tried.
1: They wanted Miro, you know, Rusev at that time to be a heel. And right. the fans just loved you guys. I mean,
0: which, and to be fair, at, in the early part of it, I, I get it. Because I'm always, I'm not a fan of when people, when they start getting a positive reaction and they flip them right away. Then yes. it seemed it's too much too soon. Yes. And all of a sudden it's like, oh, like you end up with this with cheesy baby faces yep. out of nowhere. And so I'm like, I didn't mind at first playing, kind of playing to both sides or playing the heel card while getting cheered. I'm like, good, let, let's build that equity. Let's really, like, really get them going. But then, yeah, then it kept And we're like, there were a couple of times where I'm like, all right, I think we're ready. Pull the trigger. And then nothing. And then it was like, all right, a month later, I think, all right, now I think we're ready. Can we, can we do this? Pull the trigger. No, you guys got to still do this, okay? <laughs> and we just kept waiting and waiting and waiting.
1: Yeah, it's uh, I I knew how over it was. Um, I worked in the school system. Well, I, I guess I still do, but I had to take a leave of absence due to COVID and homeschooling my own kids. But I work with um children with autism, mostly boys. They're probably um eleven years old. They're not probably. They are. They're anywhere from nine to twelve. And um, they're big wrestling fans. They love wrestling. And I can remember as clear as day, one of my students came in and he goes, Mr. Kevin, uh, I'm not doing any work today. And I'm like, okay, uh, why are you not going to do any work today? And I shit you not, he he tells me, because it's Rusev Day. And (laughs) I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to tell you right now, I said to that kid, you're damn right. And I let him get, I let him slide by in a few of his work duties that day, school-wise. Don't get mad at me if you're out if anyone from my, but when that kid used that angle that was so over in his daily life, I was like, holy crap. I couldn't believe it. <laughs> And we're influencing the youth of America. The youth of America. He goes, yeah, exactly. I couldn't believe it. I wish I had it on tape because it would have been great. I'm like, oh. okay, tell me why you're not doing work. Um, uh, it's Kevin, it's, it's, it's Rusev day. Like Gosh, hell yeah. Damn right. It's Rusev day. So, uh, I loved it. Uh, kids loved it. Fans loved it. Um, it just, no one really wanted to pull the trigger on that. But Um, so you, you go from that to, uh, you didn't really have a place, uh, as at least where I was, when I was watching and, uh, the next time I see you, you show up, you're on commentary. Um, what was that translation, trans transition, sorry, transition, like it's a beard getting in the way transition, like, um, and how does it come about? Um, so so that was kind of i mean you just said it so like right
0: at i I coming out of rusev day and on that that split that less than uh less than inspired uh split that we did um yeah we try like and we tried to come up with an like hey all right if we're gonna split this let's try to make both of us coming out of this right like and i was ready to like i was totally ready to put him over. I'm like, give us, give us a match. Give us yeah. a one pay-per-view. Yeah. Give us some, give us a, something. Go and we, we tried bend, angled for that. But once again, mm-hmm. you know, powers that you can't, you can't write every ship. And um, so, oh yeah, it, it was, that was one of those, this, the wrestling business is an up, ups and downs. And that was one of those kind of lower points. And I was trying to figure out what to do. I was throwing ideas out there, nothing sticking. And uh, so, yeah, I wasn't doing much. And, that's the worst as a wrestler especially yep. in at that show and you're, you're sitting backstage you're just trying to be a part of the show and at the time tom phillips who was kind of like the he's kind of like the manager under michael cole of all like the announced talent always been always been great with him and he was like hey man i think you'd be really good at this at commentary if you want to give it a try like uh, keep wrestling do whatever but like i'd love to have you come in and, and work with me a little bit And i was like you know what again same thing i think i'm like yeah. yes please i'm gonna say yes kind of person let's expand the horizon expand the resume but and uh we went down to the performance center and did like did a session hour hour and a half in the booth they have a recording booth down there with tom and byron and uh and it went well but i kind of thought okay this was fun I, th- I you know i think i do have a little a little knack for this but uh, maybe i'll see you guys in six months right like we'll, we'll try it again and then, sure enough, the next week yeah. at television, Michael Cole calls me into Gorilla and is like, "I heard you did great. Um, so here's the deal: we're going to put you on 205 live, like between now and it was WrestleMania at the time. And um, yeah, just you, you'll work with Vic and Nigel, and if, if you're wrestling, that's fine too. But just you'll be here, and uh, yeah, we'll talk after after this is done. So have fun. Yeah. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so they the next week they they threw me out on the, on the 205
1: and. And I didn't look back. Yeah, um, someone in the chat, Bob in the chat, says you did a phenomenal job on commentary. Um, his w- okay, he says he was great on commentary. His wife thought he sounded like Jesse Ventura. <laughs> yes, <that's a> great- <laughs> uh, I'll
0: take that. I've gotten those, so my voice is very it's deep and it's kind of throaty. Yeah, uh, which is bad because I'm gonna. I took. I went, I did actually study acting in college and my teachers hated me because they want very light supported yeah. breath yeah, because yeah. this way I can do a show eight times a week and, ah, and I'll do all this stuff. <laughs> yeah. But just, as an athlete and a wrestler, I just want to scream from my throat. So, um, but I, I've gotten, I've gotten Jesse, I've gotten like a weird Shawn Michaels. People tell me I sound oh, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I've, I've gotten a couple of little, I've got Kermit the frog a
1: lot too. <laughs> Um, someone mentioned earlier can you do a dusty impression do you do a dusty impression? I mean I think every
0: every wrestler in the business does the dusty impression and especially anyone who's ever met him does a dusty impression it's not good um it you know they they go basically from varying levels of bad to pretty decent I mean um. Dusty Rhodes, baby, it, was just, it wasn't about cutting a promo. No, 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 no. I want you to stand up there and just talk to me. No camera, no red light, no nothing. It's just communication skills, baby. It's just just tell me how you feel. Tell me who you are. And that's what, it, and that's what promo yeah. class with Dusty was like. He yeah. didn't want it to be promo class, baby.
1: He just wanted <laughs> to just, just talk to me. Just talk to me and tell me how it is. Oh, man. I tell you. Dusty was something else, man. I, I've I, I mean, I've never even had any contact with the guy, and he just, I love him just, just by the stories I've heard and and just seeing him on the best. screen, man. Yeah, of course, of course he is. So, um, you, you I, I, hate going linear. You, you do the commentary. We don't need to touch on that. Uh, you, you know, you, you got your release. That's just how things happened. Unfortunately. Uh, in this in this era um and whatnot but even before that before you got released you you had your hand uh or had your your uh had a lot of pots i don't even know what the phrase is you have a lot of hands and a lot of pots you have um something on youtube you're doing twitch you got uh, wrestling wrestling with whiskey on youtube is where I first noticed you were in this the streaming world um mm-hmm So – and you're also doing Twitch at Drama King, which my kids thoroughly enjoyed this week when you and uh, your wife were playing Aladdin. Um, Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was in there. I was in the stream. That's right. I do. I remember that, yeah. Yeah, right before I switched the handle Mm -hmm. to make the the show, you know, work. And uh, my kids were watching it like – is that Aladdin daddy? And I was like, uh, yep. And, uh, but I had headphones on, so they couldn't hear you guys. Thank God. (laughs) uh, You're no kidding. uh, Not quite the TBPG show. (laughs) No, but they enjoyed, they enjoyed the gameplay. Um, so, all right. So first of all, wrestling with whiskey, uh, for maybe people in the chat, we're going to push out the YouTube. Uh, what is it? How'd you get into it? Uh, stuff like that. Sure. No. Um, Like with a lot of
0: things, I mean, with the wrestling world, when you're especially when you're in it, and when you're in it in WWE, it is nonstop, twenty four seven, right? And so you're here. Sometimes you'll hear a lot of guys like, "I don't, you know, when I'm at home or when I'm away, like I try to almost do anything but wrestling because your life is travel, train, wrestle. You know, you're talking about matches, you're planning storyline, all this stuff. So I was kind of looking for a hobby and. I want I was also at the time, this was probably like this in my late twenties. This is about four years ago at this point. And I was just I was at the point I'm like I was into cocktails a little bit, but then I was like, I wanna drink like an adult. <laughs> I thought that was, was great. Kind of, <laughs> I'm like, say
1: that, yeah.
0: yeah. I didn't want I didn't, I'm not shooting things back, I'm getting silly and everything like that. I wasn't twenty-two anymore. And my dad has always been a big scotch guy and just but just sipped his scotch with either neat or with an ice cube. And I just, I always, I'm like, see, like, that's, that's how it, like, an adult kind of drinks. I'm like, I want to be able to do that, but whiskey tastes like fire to me. So Mm -hmm. how, how do I do this? And so I literally treated it almost like a workout and I trained with just a little bit, you know, a little bit of whiskey and like a soda and like sip and chase, sip longer chase until I no longer needed the chaser. And, um, so I just trained myself to be able to do it. But in doing that, man, I found a whole like subculture and niche in the whiskey, like
1: world community
0: and fan world and everything, you know, honestly, it's kind of like wrestling. You've got like different groups and and fans and like there's conventions and there's Reddit groups and there's Facebook groups and podcasts and people nerding out about whiskey bottles in the same way they do about comic books or sci-fi or baseball cards or something. And I just, I just deep, deep dived into the rabbit hole and started collecting and tasting and reviewing and so on and so forth.
1: Um, I was, I was doing some research, um, today when I took a, uh, when I was doing our uh, nature hike with my youngest daughter on our homeschooling and I was listening and, uh, I can't remember which podcast it was. It might've even been with your, uh, your mother-in-law. Um, but mm-hmm. you, you talked about drinking, first of all, drinking like an adult, uh, was a phenomenal line. I prefer beer uh myself. Um uh you know, I have this bar me and my wife we have liquor bottles that takes us years to drink, but the way you described getting into whiskey, um maybe this is going to come off. But the way you described it and how it's it's you, you learn it and you you train yourself to to uh enjoy it, you know, with the sips and that and uh you talk, we're talking about, uh, Roma. And I was just like, man, I need to drink like an adult too. <laughs> and I'm thinking to myself, I want to try it now. I I want to go down this journey with him. Um, so with that being Good. said, besides the, besides the YouTube channel, which is uh wrestling wrestling with whiskey, right? I'm getting that right. Yes. Uh, yep. besides that YouTube channel for somebody like myself, that prefers beer, uh, majority of the time it's Rolling Rock. Occasionally I have craft beers as well. Um, but for someone like myself, uh, what whiskey should I start with? So that's, that's always, that's always the tough question.
0: There's a couple routes you can go and it depends on how much experience you have with whiskey. You know, like if, because like if there's somebody who's like, um, and like, for example, I know a lot of women and I, I don't try to add sex to a whole lot of things but the w- women have been an under kind of served market in the whiskey marketing community and everything it's always been about men and men drinking whiskey mm-hmm. so a lot of women haven't been exposed to that you know or or if there's even anybody else who's like never ever ever had whiskey or alcohol of much kind outside of you know some like a, a white claw uh you might start them off with like a flavored whiskey you got things you've got like wild turkey honey you've got even like that screwball peanut butter whiskey. It's totally like sugary and sweet tasting, but it's got a little bit of real whiskey in there. So it's super, it eases you in without giving you something hard, hardcore. For you, for example, if you're really, if you're a big beer fan, there are multiple uh, bourbons, especially, that are finished in beer barrels. Oh. Like they'll take uh, an aged bourbon and then they'll put it in a, you know, Goose Island beer barrel for six, eight months. And so it's got these kind of hoppy, uh, more more like multi hoppy flavors so it might be a little bit more akin to like a beer drinker and something like that um, but other than that you can't go wrong with a lot of like the, the, the stuff you see on the shelf every single day grocery stores even um, things like maker's mark is actually is something in every bar on planet earth and I think is a quality you know for a starter bourbon is quality I'm looking at my closet right now Elijah Craig is a great option Um, but yeah, like it depends on who you are and where you're
1: coming from. Okay. Um, you mentioned something about the type of glass, uh, a certain glass and smelling everything that's in it. So does the glass, is the glass dependent? Do do I need a specific glass to drink out of? Um, (laughs) if you want to get nerdy about it,
0: (laughs) I do. do. (laughs) Yeah. Like at the end of the day, like, so I have a drink with me. I'm just drinking out of a rocks glass. Okay. Um, this this doesn't do bad even even for aroma and stuff. But if you want for my reviews and everything, I use what's called a Glencairn glass, which was developed for Scotch. And the rule of thumb with with whiskey or even wine, anything you're wanting to try to get aromas and nerd out over. Essentially, the whole idea is basically that tulip shape of it's a wide bottom and it narrows at the top. Because that'll gives you more surface area at the base. So the oxygen is interacting with the surface of the liquid, but then it funnels it all to a smaller point and you can get more intense and concentrated aromas. So there's 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 wine glasses, there's Copita glasses, there's Glencairn glasses, there's Canadian Glencairn glasses. There's a lot, but the most used glass in whiskey is called a Glencairn.
1: Glencairn. Okay. Um Interesting. We have a a question here. Your top three favorite whiskeys. That's going to be tough. I can imagine for him to answer.
0: So, yeah, it is. It's tough. So because not only are there the stuff you see every day, like, for example, Jim Beam, Jack Daniels, Maker's Mark, that bottle you see on the shelf, they work hard to make sure that has tasted pretty much the same for the last 10 years. Right. But then, when you get into the community, like there's special edition bottles that only come out once a year or once ever, or it's a single barrel of something that'll never be replicated. Those are my favorite. So, like, I've got a bottle. It's called George T. Stagg. Um, I have the, I have the 2018 and 2019 edition, but the 2018 is just lights out special, mm. and I'm nursing the crap out of it <laughs> as it gets lower and lower and lower. Because that one I'll never see again. It's not like I can go. And buy another one next year or anything. Yeah. So um, that's, that's one of them. Um, I have my first ever whiskey mania barrel pick that I selected with some friends from a uh, distillery called New Riff. Uh, Just for sheer nostalgia value. First barrel I ever got to go into a distillery, taste directly from the barrel. And then, and then get to take the bottles home from that barrel. And uh, that was, hand, lights out, one of the best experiences I've ever done. And then to round out the top three, I mean, I was, there is a Russell's Reserve, which is a wild turkey product that a store here in Chicago called Warehouse Liquors picked that was just so damn good. Uh, I, always, I always buy their picks and everything like that. And it was one of the favorite things I've ever had.
1: Awesome. Awesome, man. My wife's going to kill you because I'm going to finish with this uh, show and be like, we got to go buy some whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Run to the liquor store, baby. We got to run to the liquor store. Don't you have enough alcohol? No, no, I got it. I got to take this whiskey. I I buy a glass now. Um, I got to drink like an adult. I do like that <laughs> phrase a lot. Well, they're
0: drinking like an adult, and then they're drinking like me, a nerd. <laughs> the, you know, you can you can decide where where your barrier lives. Well,
1: you know, I I related so well with uh, I listened to a lot of different podcasts. Uh, Prepare for this. I related so well to you talking about how you were getting into this whiskey thing. You were you you said um, I I don't go into anything. Basically, I don't go into anything half ass. Like I I go all out. I want to learn. I want to absorb everything. I want to. Learn everything I can about it, and um, my wife says that's one of my pet peeves. Like, I'll get into something, and I will just, I will just focus, man. I'll learn everything I possibly can, every angle, um, about it. So I totally related with that. I, I, I mean, listening to you talk about whiskey, like I said, it made me want to drink like an adult. I, I want to go try it. So, hell yeah, yeah. Why no, not? it's
0: true. I, I can't do anything. I would say I, I can't do i can't just be a fan yeah. of like anything like it's like I gotta die I'm like, well, how do I like do this do this, how could I make this into a thing? like how can I get more involved as opposed to just, yeah it's it's just something, and this is I was saying this is like the first thing since wrestling, yeah, you know when I was younger that I got this like obsessed with, so it it clicked for a reason, I guess,
1: yeah, um, and I think that's good, I think I think um a lot of when we when we look at the wrestling business i think it's great to have hands in so many pots and uh you know unfortunately you know if something happens where you 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 get released for whatever reason whatever the case may be you know you you have all these other avenues man you have all these other social medias all, all this other th- all these other things going on and i i just think i i think it's great to see that with all the wrestlers today and i this is a whole other show altogether. I got a little upset when the WWE wanted to crack down on their wrestlers on Twitch, for example. Oh, because sure. I, you know I love Twitch. I've been here a long time and uh and I I whatever. That's a whole nother thing altogether. But we we could delve into that some other night. But you have a Twitch, uh twitch.tv slash drama king. Drama King Matt, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes, Drama King Matt. Um and uh like what do what do you I mean, are you enjoying Twitch? Do you like it? I, so
0: I freaking I'll be honest. I love it. And I'm, it's one of those things. Like I've done, I've been in the YouTube thing, you know, and all, mm-hmm. Instagram, Twitter, all that stuff, obviously, um, for a while. But I, I'll be honest. I jumped into Twitch after, after the release and yeah. kind of when the pandemic hit, I was home so much yeah. and looking for other avenues to reach out to, you know, community to make a, build a community and to fans and everything like that. And, uh, and I knew like, I obviously I've been on Up, Up, Down, Down and yep, I know Woods yep. very well and everything yep. like that. So I'm really kicking myself that I didn't get on it earlier because I love the crap out of it. I love the whole like, I even changed my YouTube format from like filming and editing, you know, five, seven minute videos of yeah. reviews to a weekly live show yeah. because I got so into like just the platform of live streaming yeah. and like I, I even yeah. even did, like the the setup and the editing of it and the, the, the layouts and the, um, the overlays and everything, just kind of creating a whole atmosphere with yeah, it.
1: I know. And so again,
0: being on Twitch and streaming there made me even want to switch my whiskey stuff. So I love the environment of, of live streaming and the live interaction. And it, it gives me an excuse to go back and play, play games no, and, yeah. and do that fun stuff. Uh, especially I, I like playing a lot of like retro games and, And just kind of relax, but then also engage with the community.
1: Yeah. Um, I I mean, I've been here on Twitch since A1 from day one. And uh, the stream has evolved into a lot of different things. And uh, I love the live aspect. Like, I've been told plenty of times, wrestling content, especially now that I'm doing this style, uh, it's better for YouTube. And I was like, well, I'm sorry uh, this is what you're getting because I like to be live and I like that aspect. Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, it's great. Uh, I love your channel. Uh, my kids love your channel or at least watching your channel. Um, <laughs> so, but, uh, I have some, some other questions here that, uh, I guess they're, they fall under the forever category when I make my notes here. Um, you you're, you're well, I I mean you've had a, a great history with Miro uh, as Rusev Day. Um, we know what he's accomplished not only on Twitch, making his social presence uh, relevant and in our in our in our face in a positive way, not a negative way. Um, but he, he's also uh, he's gone to AEW. Let's let's not bring let's not uh, beat around the bush. Um, is mm-hmm. is w- would you be open? To a Miro and Matt day, a Re- Rusev day reunion, although we couldn't use Rusev day, but a <laughs> a uh, reunion down the line. Uh, could we see it? Uh, I would love it. Where do you stand on that?
0: So, I mean, I trust, obviously, yeah. that has been... Not only since since April and everything happened, yeah. people have been asking. But then, obviously, since in the last couple of weeks, since you showed up on AEW, people have been asking once again more and more. On, and um, I mean, the possibility is absolutely there. I mean, come on, it's wrestling, man. Right. Never say never is like the credo. Anybody who's ever said never has been, you know, shot in the foot. Um, so no, I mean, no, no concrete plans. And I, I love AEW as a company. My, my wife actually had the opportunity yep. to announce their women's tag team tournament recently. And so she has a great experience there. Um, so yeah, I would, I would love the opportunity to, to work with my buddy again. That being said, it's, I told people this too. And I, like I, I don't say it a lot because I don't want to like deflate anyone. I'm like, we have a, me and him get along great. We still have a great relationship. Hopefully we'll play like Call of Duty or something on yeah. Twitch one of these days. But uh, I sometimes I do feel like it's hard when you try to recreate right. what was.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what
0: I mean? Even even everyone's like, no, no, we still love you. I'm like, that's great, and I'm glad you guys want to see us together, and maybe we can do some kind of work. But if you just show up in a different company and, and just call it thing. Miro Day, yeah, we yeah. do the same thing from two years ago. Um, right. I don't know
1: if that benefits either of us. Well, you, you know what it, I mean. So you said it earlier, yeah. like in the switching of face to heel, like if you came, if you came in and they went right to that, people would shit all over it. Um, right. It'd have to be a slow, <laughs> slow burn. In my opinion, a slow burn. Yes. And that's how I would enjoy it. Um, right. But yeah. Yeah. So I think
0: I would love, yeah. Like I would love the idea. Like I said, I'd love to work with them again. We have a great rapport. We have a great relationship. If the opportunity comes where, you know, where I can, where I can show up there and, Yep. Maybe we do our own things yeah. and everything. And who, or who knows, maybe, maybe on the indies. Cause he's still able to work some dates. Yep. I know there. So no? you never know where we could pop up, but I think, yeah, I think being able to kind of carve our own pads at least a little bit. And then if the time and place is right
1: and the opportunity is there, why the hell not? Um, I'm just like every other Mark and it's okay to be a Mark. Uh, I would love to see it. Um, I do. Y- your mother-in-law is also there uh, doing her thing. Um, yep. So that would be interesting. There's an avenue uh, for you uh, besides quote unquote uh, Rusev Day. But I could just sure. see you slowly, especially with this whiskey thing, slowly, like maybe just a vignette of Adam Hangman Page, like just sitting at a bar. And there's Matt Raywalt just coming in and hands the man a whiskey. And I, I think that would be the perfect slow burn way to work you in. Um AEW can take that story, the beginning of that storyline, and they can use it. Um, but yeah, I'm sure you've gotten a ton of that, especially when Rusev signed. I'm sure people were jumping down your throat uh, about it. And uh, but yeah, so I I had to ask because I would love to see it, but like you said, sure, too absolutely. quickly, man. I, too, if it's too quick, too soon, it's it's gonna not come off as well as it could be. Um, i
0: agree
1: somebody in the chat okay let's see uh ice celtic 18 says matt hey, celtic matt would fit in anywhere i agree with that too anywhere <laughs> um because he's a character man he gets over characters um he says maybe new japan bob says oh, ring of honor or impact impact would be nice um yeah so anywhere really i mean i'm sure my phone there's... is on brother <laughs> brother <laughs> <laughs> the phone is definitely on um yeah yeah so that's that's exciting stuff um okay so now i would like to get to some uh well i guess i only have one question left on my notes i want oh, hit all my all my questions look at look at it see that's how we should uh drink our whiskey we'll have to clip that after so i can practice and i'm going to give you uh Detailed information on how my first whiskey consumption goes. I mean I'm sure I had whiskey when I was younger, I'm sure. Uh you know, just tossing them back or whatnot. But as you said and pointed out, uh cherish it and and embrace it and and drink like an adult. I'm interested. When you smell it, (laughs) I will say if you try to smell make sure your mouth is open. Okay. Yes. Okay. It'll burn, it'll it'll lessen the burn on your nostrils. All right. Okay. So, my one final question um, before I hand the mic to you and let you put over whatever you want. And we've hit all the links tonight. Uh, the, the amazing Stream Deck has done its job and all that fun stuff. Um, your wife, uh, as you mentioned earlier, A. a Guerrero, a Shaw, Shaw, sorry, Guerrero. Yes. Um, I, I'm curious, and tell me if I'm out of line here has she ever dropped an excuse me around the house um i'm like I it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's one of uh, i'm sure the words have come out in that order so i'm like oh, i thank goodness she has never like hit it with me like in, in full gimmick like um it's the same thing we both come from such I've I been, in, you know, full time in the business for the past, you know, so many years and her, obviously her entire life growing up and, yeah. and her whole family is a part of it. So we're pretty good about keeping most gimmicky stuff out of the home. <laughs> yeah, And so even as a joke, I think we would both like, if either one of us did something like that, you'd look over and be like, really? You're going <laughs> to do that? Like, I just got off the plane. You're going to do that <laughs> to me? so then she takes pity on me and, and doesn't hit me with things like that
1: too much oh man yeah that would definitely it would uh break the fourth wall it would definitely break it down for sure <laughs> a little bit um but yeah so so we're nearing nearing the end of the show and what i like to do uh with all the guests is uh i hand them you know the proverbial mic it, it's not the proverbial brass ring. You don't worry about it. (laughs) The proverb and imagine it. Yeah, exactly. An imaginary mic. you can uh, put over whatever you want, say anything you want. It doesn't matter to me. I'm not going to interrupt. The floor is yours, (laughs) sir.
0: Awesome. No, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on the show. Appreciate having, having me on the channel and the stream tonight. Um, Know anybody who you know? Again, we're right here on Twitch right now. So uh, after this uh, has concluded, please jump over to Drama King Matt. Uh, hit, give me a, hit a follow. I will be on tomorrow night uh, doing what I call my fireside chat Fridays. Bring all your wrestling questions, all your Rusev day questions, Bald questions. That's my day to just bog down into the wrestling. We, we might play some games, but that's that's the big the big Gavin day. And then uh, Instagram and Twitter are Drama King Matt as well. But if you're into the whiskey thing and you want to have a drink with me, uh, follow Wrestling With Whiskey on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. And if you are 21 plus and in the continental United States, <laughs> I did just start a single barrel club oh. where I, along with members and some maybe some wrestler friends of mine, are going to be picking barrels of whiskey, which will be then exclusively available to club members through a retailer uh, that's on Patreon. Oh, and then nice. that's wrestling with whiskey as well. Patreon.com slash wrestling with whiskey. So pretty much look up drama King Matt or wrestling with whiskey anywhere. And you will find me and, awesome. uh, and I appreciate you guys coming out.
1: Yeah, man. Anytime, man. We definitely have to have you back on. We can talk. Jeez. Anything really whiskey. Please. Yeah. Absolutely. Anything. Yeah. Twitch, absolutely. Streaming, anything. yeah. Um, have yourself a wonderful night. Tell the wife I said, hi, and uh, we'll see you around.
0: Sounds good. Thank you so much, man.
1: Yeah. Anytime. See you around take care awesome 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 stuff have a good night Matt. awesome uh this guy's called the standing streamer